Well, good morning. Good morning. My name is Bo, one of the pastors on staff here. Pastor Jeff, our lead pastor, has been out of town this week, but he'll be back with us uh, next Sunday. Um, You ever wonder why certain things are why they are or why people do certain things. So you ever wonder why a scuba diver falls backwards into the water? Because if he fell forward, he would be in the boat. What do you call a fake noodle? An impasta. Pasta, noodle. Uh, Why didn't the melons get married? Because they cantaloupe. Cantaloupe, melon. Anyway, I've been a dad for over 16 years. I'm entitled to a few bad jokes here and there. Anyway, uh, hey, I got a disclaimer. As we're talking about our vision and uh, different language that we're using and words that we use, you might hear words like goals, right? Um, And so the disclaimer is this, that goals is not to be thought of as a means to an end but rather a pursuit to a passion. So we as a church, as as leadership, when we're talking about this five-year vision, which we've been into for a year now, and you hear the words goals or plans or whatever, don't think of them as at the end of five years, we're done, and then what's next? No, it's it's a pursuit to be passionate. We as a church are to be passionately engaging the next generation, right? We as a church are to be passionately serving our community. We as a church are to be passionately being a healing place. We as a church are to passionately um, expand our reach. So when you you hear these different words, don't let let your minds wander and think, okay, after five years, what's next? I mean, there might be some new things that come up, but no. We want to create, as a church, a lifestyle that each of you are living out daily daily in, in your lives and in your communities and in your circles that you do life, right? And so we want you to be passionate about reaching the next generation and uh, engaging with the next generation and um, serving in the community and, and being a healing place, being a part of people's lives when things are messy and they just need somebody to help them get through some stuff and, and expanding our reach. And, 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 and so that, that's what we're talking about with this vision. Now, last Sunday, Pastor Jeff uh, got us started in a new series called Renewing Our Vision. And this isn't really a starting over point. We're not starting over with our vision. We've been in this for about a year now. We, we introduced the vision uh, last January. And so now we're in the series that we really, we just want to reemphasize who we are and who we are to be as a church. And so last week, Pastor Jeff started with part one of the vision, which is engaging the next generation. Now, as a church, we kind of face some challenges with that if we think about it for a minute. And there are a handful of challenges, but one of the main challenges is our preferences. When we think about engaging the next generation, and we also think about our preferences, well, those, sometimes those things collide a little bit. Over the years, we've created preferences within ourselves and maybe and how we, we have worship services and how we have small groups and how youth ministry is done and how ladies' Bible studies and men's Bible studies and retreats, all this stuff has been done, right? And we've kind of created some preferences through that. Whether you've been a part of a, a church or whatever for 50 years or a part of a church for two years, you, your preferences are being molded. And so the challenge we face 
sometimes our preferences. And so here's the question I want to leave with you on that part. When we talk about engaging the next generation, then we're going to move on to the next thing. Here's the question for you to wrestle with, right? For me too. Ask yourself, what preferences do I need to surrender so that I too may passionately engage the emerging generation? I mean, think about that for a second. What preferences do I need to surrender so that I too may passionately be engaging the next generation? Something for you to chew on, right? Process, pray about that, okay? So let's move on to the second part of our vision. Um, We are going to be looking at this morning uh, mobilizing, being mobilized, right? Second part of our vision, we are to mobilize our church to hashtag, that's what the little pound sign from you, um, I used to hashtag pound back in the day when this thing was first going because it was confusing. Anyway, we want to mobilize our church to hashtag love Newton by serving 25,000 hours to meet the practical needs of the people in our community. That's the, the introduction to the five-year vision that we're, we're looking at. And so we started it last year, so now we're year one into this, and we're looking at the next four years and beyond, right? And so we want to, as a church, serve our community 25,000 hours to meet practical needs of the people in our community. So I want to introduce you to this little guy here. Well, no, I'll do that in a minute. My daughter's sitting over there going, how oh. When we first moved here, Jen and I were, were having lunch at a restaurant here in town. Uh, it had been a, probably a month or two that we've lived here, maybe even three. And uh, we were having lunch. The girls were at school. And an individual from the church approached us at lunch, introduced themselves to us. And we talked about family. And we just talked about being here and moving from Florida and all those things. And, and, and he asked the question, well, what do, you, what do you guys think about Newton? And, and so we're still processing, right? I mean, the sun's shining. The weather's still pretty warm outside. And so what negative thing could we say, right? I mean, the, it was just, it was great. And so we said, you know, uh, we're, we're learning to our, our way around and all the different things about Newton for our family. And so we're, we're liking Newton. And, and he left us with this. He says, I really, I, I want you to love Newton. I just want you to love Newton. And, and, and so we, we kind of thought about that a little bit. I mean, we, we giggled at first. I mean, we're, we're outsiders, so to speak. But, I mean, we're living here and that kind of thing. But, I mean, the reality is we do. We love Newton. I mean, our, our girls are growing up here, and, and, and Jen and I are growing as a couple, and, and it's because of this community of believers here at this church, but also because of this community as a whole. And so we do. We love Newton. Newton is dear to our heart. And so it's things like that that should fuel our pursuit to be passionate and how we are having an impact on our community. Whether it's engaging the next generation, being mobilized in our community, uh, being a healing place, and uh, expanding our reach, Right? We sh- that, that kind of thing, to love Newton, should be what drives our passion. And so uh, what, what does that look like? We don't want to just live here, right? We don't want to just be in the community. We want to love the community. And so what does that look like? So I want to share with you just a few ways that Community Heights is already actively hashtag love Newton, how we're pursuing that. Um, TJ Elementary. So two years ago, we took up a, a fifth Sunday offering. And if you're not familiar when, when we say the word fifth Sunday offering, what that is is we pray and, and we, we ask God, how, how do you want us to uh, 
financially support or give or, or whatever into our community or into missions or whatever. And so we look at a fifth Sunday that's coming up in the year. We say, okay, we're going to take up a fifth Sunday offering. And any money that's not designated to something else, that money we're just going to give it away. And so two years ago, we decided that we were going to take up a fifth Sunday offering and we were going to commit it to our, our schools here in town. Now, we didn't just take up the offering and then write a check and then give it to the schools. That's not what we did. No, we took that money and we're using it and we've, we, we've been using it and we still have money in that fund to continue to use to bless the schools in our community. And so one of the schools that we decided to really get integrated with is TJ Elementary. Uh, our van ministry, let me tell you, is, is popping, right? Uh, three vans go out and some of them go out an additional time. So if you think five to six vans or whatever, bringing kids back here on a Wednesday night to be a part of our children's ministry and our junior high youth ministry. I mean, that's, that's awesome, right? And so a lot of the kids that are in the elementary schools and some of the areas that we go to pick them attend TJ. And so we thought, well, what better way for us to continue the connection with those kids and being a part of their school and encouraging them, but also encouraging their teachers and, and maybe even potentially interacting with their parents. And so uh, we've... Uh, We've, we've done a teacher's Christmas luncheon a couple years ago. We each year go to literacy night and we serve cookies and lemonade to the families as they come through and walking tacos and hot dogs. And, um, and we, we help out. We send volunteers for the end of the school year, um, big celebration that they do with bounce houses and running around and all that stuff. And, um, and even open house, cookies and lemonade, that's the, the nutritious thing for um, that stuff. Uh, so TJ is just, it's an area that we as a church can plug in, right? And, and it's, it's, it's simple in some ways, and in some ways it's challenging. Uh, another way that we are being a part of the community is the Chamber of Commerce. Our church is a member, we are members of the Chamber of Commerce. And maybe you think, oh, well, why would we do that? That's for businesses, right? We're not a business. No, you're absolutely right. We are not a business. But you know what? Being a part of the Chamber of Commerce allows us the opportunity to connect with the businesses in our town, to, to come alongside some of those businesses and to support them because we want to be about small businesses. We want to be about the local, right? And so being a part of the Chamber of Commerce opens up doors for us to interact with businesses here in town, but also to interact with our city leaders, to let them know that Community Heights is here. They're not just a church out on the hill on the east side of town, on the outskirts. They are a part of our community. And so we are just a part of a variety of events, the parades, Newton Fest. Um, each year in the fall, new teachers luncheon, and we support that and we're present there. I'm given the opportunity to read scripture and to pray for the, the, the new teachers luncheon. I mean, and so the community is learning to trust us, right? Uh, food pantries. We took up a huge collection of canned goods and dry goods, right? Do you guys remember that back in November? I mean, there were just so many bags. Uh, and it was just so awesome, all the food that we donated to Salvation Army because that time of year, people are looking for ways to cook meals for their family to celebrate Thanksgiving and to celebrate Christmas and, and other things that might be coming up. And so we, we filled the food pantry at Salvation Army. Uh, our garden have you guys seen the garden? I mean, right now it's not much. It's a fence with a plot of land. But in, in, in the peak time, there is a harvest happening up there on the hill on the west side of our, southwest side of our campus. The garden, get this, nearly three tons of produce came out of that garden and was donated in the community just last year, just last season. 
three, almost three tons in a few months' time was taken to Salvation Army, was given to Discover Hope. Uh, there were some baskets made and given to shut-ins in our community. Uh, you had an opportunity to, to back up a few things of produce and maybe share it with your neighbors, right? And so we're, we're trying to meet the practical needs of feeding people. And we're blessed to have this plot of land, and we're blessed with you to be able to bring in canned goods that we can take and fill the shelves at Salvation Army. Uh, speaking of Discover Hope, Discover Hope, if you don't know, is a ministry in town that helps people that are wrestling with addiction, right? And so uh, we have uh, small groups. We have different small groups throughout the calendar year. And once a month, uh, I think it's the second Tuesday of the month, uh, these small groups go and they provide meals uh, for an evening service at Discover Hope. It's a different small group each month, but that group gets together, they plan the menu, and, then, and a few of the volunteers uh, from that small group go and they serve the meal. That's, that's a lasting impact on a ministry that is fighting the addiction problem we have in our community. Uh, we have volunteers that sit with people and mentor them and encourage them and pray with them. We have volunteers that serve in, in leadership ways at Discover Hope. In fact, um, coming up I think is January 25th, January 25th at Discover Hope, there's going to be a prayer vigil. Uh, and what that is, is that's people in the community coming together to pray for the people in our community, to pray for Discover Hope, to pray for the churches as they come along Discover Hope, to just pray for a variety of needs uh, for our community. And so that's January 25th from 5 to 8 p.m. at Discover Hope. If you want more information about that, uh, get in touch with Josh Warmager. He's on the board there and he serves there and uh, he would love to invite you and give you more information about Discover Hope. So that another ministry that we're involved with. Uh, Freedom for You Youth is a ministry out of Des Moines, and Sarah Ness is very much a part of the team for uh, Freedom for Youth, and uh, that, what that is is an after-school program uh, that uh, is being actually hosted at Discover Hope, so even Discover Hope is stepping out and is serving our community in a very practical way, and so kids come after school uh, a certain day during the week, and they're, they're given snacks, and there are people that are sitting with them and just talking with them, encouraging them, hearing their stories. Uh, a lot of their stories are yucky, right? Um, they come from backgrounds that are not great. And so this is kind of an escape for them and somebody that just wants to sit and listen to them and talk with them and encourages them, uh, helps them with homework, those kinds of things, right? So Freedom for Youth, if you want to be a part of that, if you think, oh man, I, I can help people with homework, uh, see Sarah Ness and she will get you connected in that. She would love to have you be a part of that. I'm sure there are many other ways that we as a church are involved in community, things that I don't even know about, and that is fantastic, and we want to keep doing that. But today, we want to we really reemphasize the fact that it's important as a church that we are a part of the community and that the community knows that we're here, right? So I got this, uh, this little guy here, Chickadee. Now, Chickadee belongs to one of my daughters. Chickadee has been a part of our family for uh, over 12 years. I think it was Easter almost 13 years ago that Chickadee stepped into our home, right? Um, and, and you can, you know, Chickadee's been a source of comfort, source of laughter for our whole family, but for my daughter in particular. Um, but Chickadee has seen some better days. Uh, Chickadee's beak used to be a little bit longer, right? Uh, we've had to kind of fix that um, kind of thing. Uh, Chickadee has got some areas that have kind of come separated in the seams, and so we've had to re-sew those things and just kind of fix him up. Um, he's, uh, he's was a little bit healthier looking, uh, but he's lost some of that be due to some of the incisions that we've had to repair. Um, as with aging, Chickadee has also experienced some hair loss. 
Uh, a chickadee used to have little fuzzy whites that stuck up and, you know, were real soft and just kind of feathery looking and everything. And now there's all but um, a nub uh, on the top of his, his head there. Uh, but my daughter knew when chickadee was in crisis, when chickadee needed a repair, she knew that she could come to me. She knew that she could depend on me to, to fix chickadee. I would come alongside her and we would get chickadee almost back to new uh, and, and, and would still continue to be a part of our family. And she knew that she could depend on me, right? And that, that's kind of the idea of what we want with our community. Uh, by our actions, our community will gain a greater um, um, dependency, will understand, be confident in knowing that they can depend on us. And not just this building. This building is used for a variety of events for the community, but depend on us, you, the church, right? That they can say, hey, we can call upon Community Heights, and they're going to give us some volunteers that will come and be a part of this event, and, and we'll just help things go smoothly. That's what we want our community to know about us, that they can depend on us, that they can count on us, to be able to serve, to be able to bless them. And so when we think about each year in this vision, uh, the goal really is that uh, we would as a church collectively serve 5,000 years, 5,000 years, yes, and forever, no, um, that we would serve 5,000 hours and meeting practical needs in our community. And what that breaks down to, if you were to use 400 people, uh, that's about 12 to 13 hours a person per year, which really boils down to one or two maybe two hours a month that each individual could be serving to meet practical needs in our community. But we know that that comes a little bit with a cost, right? It comes with stepping out. Galatians chapter 5 verse 13 says this, you my brothers were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. nature. Rather, Serve one another in love. Paul's reminding the church in Galatia, listen, you have been given a freedom because of Jesus. You're free from the bondage of sin. You are free from the guilt and the shame that sin brings on. You are free from the, having to pay the penalty for your sin because Jesus did it. And because of that freedom, don't go back and in indulging in the sinful nature, but use your freedom to serve one another in love. Paul's given the challenge to the church. And not just the church of that day or that week or that month or that year. Paul has given that challenge to the church globally for generations to come. Over in 1 John chapter 3, verse 18, the writer says this, Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. Yeah, it's great that we can say encouraging words to one another. It's, it's great that we can post on social media ways to, to express love to other people that are, are wrestling with things or just need words of encouragement. Yeah, we can do all that stuff with our tongue, with writing, with sending a card, whatever. But what the writer is reminding us as the reader is that we are also to love in action and in truth. We are called to a commitment to action. 
And that action is, can be very uncomfortable, right? I mean, we're called to put skin in the game when it comes to making an impact on our community, to be an active role in our community, participating and, and loving on our community. And so it comes with a commitment, right? And that commitment is significant. And it comes with a price. And a lot of times that price is us stepping out of our comfort zone. Because again, our preferences have been molded. And our comfort zones are very nice and warm and cushy chairs, right? But no. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all the commands that I've taught you. Jesus said, go. Get into action. It may be uncomfortable, but get into it. Skin in the game. Last summer, my family went to Chicago for vacation for a few days, and so each day we had a different excursion, a different thing that we were going to do um, as a family. And so um, I think it was the first day we went to the Willis Tower and went up to the Sky Deck. Now, if you don't know what the Sky Deck is, the Sky Deck is a big glass box that sticks out the side of the building, and it's almost all the way to the top floor, if not the top floor, pretty close to the top floor of the Willis Tower. And I forget how many floors it is, just know that it's super high, right? And so this box sticks out, and you're to step out in the box, and you get a nice uh, 180 view of the city and depending on which side of the building you are will depend on which part of the city you get to see right and so we're standing in line and we're talking as a family making plans of poses and stuff like that but I'm, I'm kind of distracted a little bit by the people that are stepping up to the boxes some of them are just jumping in there and they're doing the jump selfies or pictures or whatever and just having a good old time and others are walking up to the box and they're really hesitant and they're really freaked out and they don't want to step out and I'm so judging them as I stand there in line, right? I'm saying to them, just come on, everybody else is doing it. What are you worried about? Nobody's fallen yet, just go out there and, you know, take your pictures, hurry up. So as we're getting closer, uh, we determined that my uh, pose was going to be to lay down in the box to look like I'm falling, right? And so as we're standing in line, we're starting to also hear that depending on the size of your group will depend on how much time you get in the, the sky deck. And so we realized that our family will probably only get like, what, two minutes or something like that? I mean, it, it was like quick, 120 seconds to get some pictures, to look around, make some memories and move on. So our turn comes, and we walk up to the sky deck, and, and Kelsey and Addie, they jump in there, and they're looking around, and, and Jen's up there, and we decided that I was supposed to get my picture first, and so um, I get up to the edge, and I mean, you know, remember, I judge all those people, and I get to the edge, and I go, nope. <laughs> I stood there, I froze, everything in my body and in my mind said, you know better than to step out of a building, what's wrong with you, Right? And so I've like got my hand on the glass on the side, like that's going to help. And I'm like touching with my toe the glass and slowly creeping out. And Jen's just being so kind. She's like, we only got two minutes. Lay down, right? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking, okay. So I lay down on the carpet in the building thinking if, if Jen were to just kind of take a sideways picture, it would look like I was in the box and I didn't actually have to go in. And she's like, you got to move out. Come on, we don't have much time, right? And so finally I kind of shimmy out and I get to the, the, the edge of the box and so we got a picture here and what you don't see, I crop out, that's a legit freaked out face, I crop out the base there at the bottom of the picture where the building is, where the carpet is because I had to make sure I had an escape, right? I wanted to make sure I could roll like a bowling ball and get back into the building if anything were to happen. And later that week on the news, 
we find out that one of the, the protective layers of one of those boxes cracks. I'm out. See you later. Got the picture, made the memory, we gone. The whole point of that, though, is sometimes our minds, our bodies, we think this doesn't, it's not right. Is this, I mean, is this okay? It's out of the box, so to speak, of ministry, of making an impact on our community. But sometimes we've got to step out trusting God. I had to trust that that box is going to hold us all, right? we got to have faith. we got to trust that God is going to provide, that God is in this thing. When we step out of our comfort zones to serve our community, to bless our community in very real and tangible ways. And so sometimes our comfort zones need to get shattered a little bit. We need to understand that God is calling our church. We need to believe that God is calling our church, has positioned us in such a way that we can meet the practical needs of our neighbor. Somehow, some way. A couple more scriptures for you this morning. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. Here's what Paul's writing again to the church. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Paul's saying, listen, when an opportunity comes up, step out of your comfort zone and get into the game. Take the opportunity that God has laid before you to serve to meet the practical needs in our community. Also, in 1 Peter Chapter 4, verse 10. The writer says this, Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. We're all gifted in a lot of different ways, right? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm gifted in demo work. If you ever need something busted up, give me a call. I'm your guy. I'm not so much the craftsman side of things. I mean, I can handle my own with a, a screw gun and a nail gun or whatever, but uh, if you want something busted up, I'm gifted in that. That's, and it takes a gift to do that kind of stuff, right? Others of you are gifted in, in a variety of ways, whatever it is. You're gifted to pray for people. You're gifted to, to make meals for people. You're, you're gifted to build things. You're gifted with landscaping, whatever. God has gifted you. He, he has given you an ability that is um, to be used to glorify him. Now listen, when I talk about us being mobilized as a church, this isn't about us as a church. We don't want accolades. We don't want to, to, to boost our ego as a church. No, it is about you, the church, stepping out and serving our community all in the name of Jesus, all out of an expression of love. We want to love Newton, right? And so this hashtag, Love Newton, uh, what that is is when you're out in the community and you're serving and you're doing things and you take pictures or uh, doing selfies or whatever and you want to post them on social media, just add that hashtag, Love Newton. That says nothing about community heights. It's all about our desire to love Newton. And so when you do that stuff, just use that hashtag and that just lets people know that, that you're on a mission as a person. We're on a mission as a church to love our community. We just want to love Newton, to make a lasting impact, an impact that can change our community for the better, an impact that can turn our community into a kingdom mindset community. 
But it will take a church, it will take a group of people, it will take you as an individual to step into the community and say, I'm all in. I want to put skin in the game. Even though it takes me out of my comfort zone, I want my community to know that they can depend on me. That they know they can give me a call and I'm there. I'm all in. So a couple things as we think about using our gifts. Uh, Let's be a church that is mobilized, that is engaged with serving our community. We're already in a year. We want to continue to move on. We want to continue to move forward in impacting our community. 5,000 hours a year. That's an hour a month for some of you. Some of you are able to do more and that's awesome. We want to continue on with this thing that we're just mobilized and impacting our community all for the name of Jesus. The other thing is our mission, right? Our mission is to love God, to love our neighbor, and to make disciples. We first love God. We want to engage with God more. We want to strengthen our walk with the Lord more. And so it takes an effort out of us to study, to be in prayer, to to be mindful of what God might be saying to us. But we also want to love our neighbor. And in loving our neighbor, we're obeying the very command that Jesus said to go. And so therefore, we're loving God even more as we get into action. We want to make disciples. That's expanding the kingdom. That's introducing people to Jesus, the Savior, right? That's letting people know that there's a savior out there, Jesus that died for them. He provided hope in the midst of the wrestling with shame of sin, with the guilt that sin brings on. Jesus abolished that sin and provided hope. We wanna speak that message to our community. We want them to know that Jesus loves them. And we as a church just wanna be a part of their walk as they deepen their love their desire and their relationship with Jesus Christ. So let's go, right? Let's go. Let's get into our community. Let's bless people. Let's change lives. Let's heal marriages. Let's help people get over the wrestling of addiction, whatever that looks like. Let's help people that are strained financially. We can bless them because of you the church, serving them and loving them in the name of Christ. Let's pray together. Father, you have called your church to a greater purpose. You have called your church to rise up and to be the very example of love that you expressed on the cross. And so, Father, it's time it's, it has been time that Community Heights is now positioned in such a way and has been positioned for years past to make an impact on our community. And there's so many that are already engaged, but there are so many more that can be engaged, that can be involved, that can step out of their comfort zone and find the blessing in serving. And so, Father, I pray this morning, if anyone is sitting in the chair this morning and they're just wrestling with, Lord, how would you use me? How can you use me? What am I gifted to do? God, would you reveal to them in their heart and in their mind the ways that you have gifted them, the abilities that you have given them to serve, and that they would seize the opportunity to get in the game of serving our community. So, Father, we want to be your church. We are your church. And we want to engage 
the emerging generation. We wanna serve our community and meet practical needs. We wanna be a healing place for those that are broken and that are wrestling. We wanna expand our reach to take the name of Jesus to the uttermost parts of the world. Just as Jesus told his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations, that Father, we would be willing to step out of our comfort zones and go. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.